Hi guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. I sound like a race car, because why not? I'm your host, Hotshot Ginger, and with me I have apparently the other part of my duo, which is severely lacking, considering what we're talking about today. Giant Music, how's it going, buddy? Oh, this race car is awesome, Hotshot, I love it. What kind of car is this? Well, you, you got it for me for my birthday. I really appreciate it. It's blue. That's all I know. <laughs> what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be like your cringiest, your cringiest thing that you've like, not that you've ever done, but it, it's up there. It's up there. It's definitely up there. Welcome back to the podcast. Episode 111, triple digits, all ones everywhere we're very happy to be back today we're not doing singles we're not doing duos we're doing that thing you always get when you go to a fast food restaurant trios anime trios three picks each we're gonna be going over the baddest the best the fastest the strongest the smartest trios now we're just gonna go over our favorite trios we have three picks each so hot shot this is this is Please a duo a duo talking about a trio of trios. Why didn't we have a guest for this one? A trigonometry of trios. We've went over this in the chat. Yeah, but why didn't we? It, it seems like it would have been a match made in heaven. Yes, but you know what? We don't think that well here. That's okay, fair. that's fair. That's fair. All right, all right. So, what were the factors at play when you picked your three trios? I'll be totally honest. Um, trios I could find. <laughs> Because like when when I was going through like animes that like either I've seen recently or I've been watching or like that are fresh in my mind, I was not running right. into very many trios. I was just like, wait, no, that's a duo. Wait, no, that's a group. Wait, no, that's one guy. Like trios, for some reason, I was having a hard time connecting with. I'm like, yeah, trios, this will be fun. Then I started looking for him. I'm like, oh, this is a nightmare. <laughs> the tri- So the three trios that I have, I really do enjoy and I really do love their shows. It's just like the first, not the first ones I thought of because I actually did take a little while to think about it, but it took me a little bit to find them just because... I, I it took me a minute to find my trios, so I don't really have I have a theme. I just enjoy them. Yeah, no, I understand. That's, that's the thing with trios, though. They're not the most obvious grouping in anime. But once you start thinking about it a little bit more, there's a lot of them. There's way more than I remembered. I mean, I, I could start listing some off, but I don't want to spoil uh, your list potentially. But there's a lot of them. There's literally articles that people wrote about anime trios and they list. They, they go on for a little while. So definitely out there. They're out there, bro. And I know and I know that's the case. Like there's a lot more than you really think there are, but it's like when one getting like that first or like that second or like even that third one, like once you start the wheels going, you'll start finding them no problem. But it's like starting to turn the wheel, that's the issue. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. What about you? Would you what, like me to yours? go first? Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, let's answer the question I asked you. Uh mine were just trios that I also just personally enjoyed i feel like we're we're doing a bit of a throwback here because this year so far we haven't done a single list podcast as far as i'm as far as i can remember um and so when we did our list podcast last year and the year before uh we were always like oh i enjoyed these the most so i will talk about them i feel like we're it's a back to basics for me for sure yeah because it's you and me just talking about like uh just a wide variety of like hey we like these okay what's the next thing you like in this category like i honestly love our list ones 
Um, like one of one of my fa- or not one of my favorites. My favorite episode that we've ever done is technically a list. So it kind of goes into that. And I, I say I say technically because my favorite one is the one we did with Eli when we made Pokemon. I mean, Hotshot, I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. You want to do all list episodes from here on out. And for that, I will do that for you because I'm your best friend and I care about you. I- I'm going to go first, if you don't mind. This is my favorite anime and I just wanted to work it in. And I don't care what anyone says. This is like a trio that I severely enjoyed, like really badly, like. I love these characters, all three of these characters, this entire anime, this entire universe. If you are a fan of this podcast, you already know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, uh, I'm going to say Sphinx 2.0 from Zenki no Terror. Because we start out with 9 and 12, and then Lisa later on gets involved with this uh, terrorist group. Um, so the first trio I'm picking is definitely Sphinx 2.0. Would, would that be a way, good way to describe it? I, th- I think so, because Sphinx 2.0 or, like, Sphinx updated or, like, anything like that. Because if you say Sphinx, like, the only ones who actually appear on screen are 9 and 12. So, like, they're the only ones that the characters know is Sphinx. But, like, behind the scenes and everything, then, yeah, Lisa's involved. So, yeah, 2.0, Sphinx updated, whatever you want to call it, like, a variation of that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. So, basically, Sphinx starts out with 9 and 12, 2, uh... Orphans from the Athena planet in Zenki no Terror. Uh, the quick premise here is that it's uh, in modern day Tokyo and uh, they are a terrorist group that start doing these uh, bombings throughout uh the uh, throughout Japan, I, I, I think mostly Tokyo is, is what they hit. I, I haven't seen the anime in a year or two, but it's mo- mostly in Tokyo from what I recall. And uh, these uh, bombings have uh, hitting encrypted messages and and uh, guesses for the police, and it's just like this psychological thriller anime. And uh, Lisa gets caught up uh, at the very first episode. She's a high school student uh, who's uh, severely bullied and uh, made fun of, and you can tell she's an outcast from the beginning. And uh, she matches up with uh, 9 and 12, these very like bizarre characters because of their past, because she also had the same... Eyes is what 12 said. The same eyes as the people in the uh, Athena plan when uh, 9 and 12 were being experimented on. And so uh, she develops a very uh, love-based relationship with, uh, with more of a love-based relationship with 12. And then with 9, it's obviously, uh, 9's like, you're useless. Why are you here? Like, I feel like all the interactions between 9 and Lisa in the entire anime was just 9 criticizing her. I, I mean, as far as I remember, what do you think? I mean... I always, I always thought nine and nine and her had like the love, the love connect. Okay, was it nine and twelve? I got the numbers mixed up again. Yeah, nine is the black hair. Twelve is the one that's funny. Okay, yeah, I always thought it was a love connection with like her and twelve, and nine was just kind of like, well, she's here now. And I mean that that's kind of how it felt uh, to me because like once like scenes with twelve and Lisa were the only ones that I actually enjoyed watching and looked forward to. Like everything else, I'm like, okay, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Skip it, skip it. I mean, when so you say she had the same eyes as the ones from the Athena, uh, the Athena project. Was she was yes. she in the orphanage or did she just have the same eyes? Because we kept flashing back to like just just the same the eyes, kids. just the same eyes. Okay, yeah. The the, the girl ones... that was in the orphanage with them was five. Okay, the white haired girl. Okay, okay, that makes sense. But 
you you would think that like the eyes would be like a sign uh to 12 and especially to nine actually of just like maybe stay away from this girl because you know ptsd stuff like that just like bring up bad memories i i i see what you mean but at the same time it's like a double-edged sword because if she has if she has commonality with them and they have commonality with literally no one else it kind of makes sense to team up okay fair it's like finding uh finding a uh Finding someone who doesn't have any friends in like your school cafeteria, and then you just go up and find the one thing you guys have in common, you end up being friends. Yeah, no, or, no, no. you go or, up to them or and you do start that. an anime podcast with them, or do that. Yeah. Just, just bring them home, never let them leave. <laughs> Aww, love you more. I know you do. <laughs> but yeah, she's but I, uh, definitely a damsel in distress character, I would say. And nine and twelve are like the fiery ones. You know, they're the ones like. Disarming bombs, going down to the subway, uh, almost like dying at some points, you know. Uh, and uh, she's the one who's, uh, you know, she gets caught by the by the enemy. She needs to be helped out. She's clumsy, you know. She can't play soccer properly when they when she plays with them. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of this stuff where she's always like kind of holding them back. You know, like to the point where when 12 was like, hey, let's introduce Spinks number uh, three into the plan uh, when they were at the uh, airport. And nine was just like, Ugh, if you insist, like he's so not down, dude, because it's just like another liability that they have. Like it's something else they have to keep track of 100%. alongside all their plans. Yeah, 100 percent. Yes, because like I understand, I understand where nine's coming from. Like nine's just like, OK, we're here to do a job and we need to be as efficient as possible in this job to get this point across. And 12 is like falling back on human emotions where he's just like, yeah, he wants to have Lisa in there because one, he's probably falling for her too. And two, they need a friend desperately. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's just the fact that like nine wants to be like as efficient as possible with this and just like, OK, the less the less obstacles in its way, the better. And just like we need to be clean. We need to be efficient. We can't have any distractions. We're here to do a job. We're here to get a point across with 12 uh, falling back on emotions like him falling for Lisa and everything else. And frankly, they just both desperately need a friend like they have each other. Yeah. But at the same time, like, OK, they get the point across. What then? <laughs> It's like, I know nine's dying, but 12 no, is fine. Like 12, 12 needs a friend like after nine's gone. And Lisa comes around and Nine's like, no. But I mean, I don't I don't really have anything else to say on the on the trio other than that. Like, I honestly thinking about trios, I should have seen the fact that you were going to work this one into it because I know Terran Wrestling is your favorite anime. And I should have realized, yeah, it's about a trio. They are a trio. They are the absolute trio of, of anime. <laughs> Despite what happens to two of them. Don't 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 spoil like that. Don't don't. Don't do that. I didn't say what happens to two of them. I, I, your turn. Your turn. All right. I'm going to go with the one that <laughs> I'm going to go with the only one that I feel like you could potentially steal because I know for a fact you I'm don't. I'm stealing all of them. It doesn't matter what you say right now. It doesn't matter. I'm picking your next pick is going to be my pick anyways. It doesn't matter. All right. That's fair. So none of this matters. OK, so I'm choosing orange pear and passion from annoying orange. OK, come on. Come on now. Come on. You said it doesn't matter. I'm leaning hard into that. You, you were off for one episode, <laughs> and right, this fine. is what you give me back? All no, right, no, 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 no. You pick. were off for one episode, and this guy's picking fruits instead of anime characters. Try again. Try again. Okay, they, hi, guys. They, anime podcasters. We're doing anime trios. Here's your first pick. Go ahead, they, Hotshot. They have anime references in it. All right. So my actual pick is 
Uh, Misty, Brock, and Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. I wasn't going to pick him. Nah, nah, dude. Yeah, see? I told you my picks were safe, but this is literally the only one that ran that risk. <laughs> the other ones are fine. The only reason yeah, the only reason why is because we have an anime podcasters chat, and I just sent that picture earlier just to throw you off. Anyways, go ahead with the explaining. God. Why are you picking these guys? Because I thought you were picking Team Rocket, so I didn't pick Team Rocket. <laughs> That was nah, that was nah, the I, I, I God that fucked with me. Okay, so these these were my fault. <laughs> this was my fallback. So I guess I'm stuck with them now, and I can't talk about Team Rocket. But um, <laughs> but I'm picking Ash, Brock, and Misty because they were the original trio for Pokemon. Um, so like me or me like a lot of uh like '90s kids and everything, they were one of the first integrated stepping stones to anime. And honestly. 100%. Honestly, like the uh, the three person like traveling squad uh, stereotype kind of thing uh, took off from them, like uh, took off from from Naruto or like when you first meet a strong group, they're like a group of three before adding more and stuff like that. And honestly, I've always really loved Ash and Misty Brock for some reason. I don't I don't know why, but as a kid, I'm just like, eh. like I've grown an appreciation for him now and I really do love him. Like I love Brock a lot. But as a kid, I'm just like, go away. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it was just the fact that like his eyes were squinted like always. And I didn't trust that or what. But I just didn't like Brock right. as a kid. But I'm at the point now to where like they were the original team. He had some of the greatest puns ever. And he made the most delicious looking jelly filled donuts. Please tell me you get the reference. Okay. These guys were the original like badasses of Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like... They had such good chemistry together, and I feel like, I don't know, from what I recall, wasn't there a bit of a, like a love triangle at some point, or am I just like confusing that? Not so much as a love triangle, as much as like a One Direction love, because um, like it was okay. very, it was very, very, very heavily implied that like Misty had uh, had a crush on Ash, and Ash like didn't yeah. reciprocate it like until he was no longer partnered with Misty. But Brock was just right. like Brock was just I'll hump everything that moves. So it was just kind of a <laughs> there was no love triangle or love like fear when it came to Brock and Misty because it's just like you just like me because right. I'm a girl kind of thing. I mean, they just worked so well together and they had such like they were the like ultimate friendship. I feel like they really had each other's back and backs. But uh, what at what point do they splinter off? Because I know like the first season is very much them together. Like, let's conquer the world. But like, obviously, Ash goes on leaps and bounds like ahead of I mean, of these they guys splinter at the off of at the at the end of the Indigo League uh, series. But then like the series after um uh, advanced battle ash meets up again with brock like a little bit into it and then um he doesn't he doesn't travel again with misty he just like meets her every now and again like um in sun and moon uh ash actually goes to the kanto region again with all of his uh alolan friends and they actually meet up with uh with brock and misty they're the ones who are showing them around kanto so like they're there's, oh, there's okay. still like there's still like constant references and constant like cameos between the two of them but um, they splinter off from the first season. Ash meets up with Brock, like, I think for maybe two more series. It might just be Advanced Battle. I think it's another one, though, too. Um, but he never travels again with Misty. But they remain good friends. We just never see them together like that. Right. Okay, cool, cool. I I like... I don't know. I, I I really enjoy these guys. I know I like I'm saying very generic things right now, but this has been a this is like a childhood show that I have not seen in a very long time. Uh, but at the end of it, like you 
you love these guys. They are the people like I looked up to Ash in some in some ways. You know, I know he obviously steals the spotlight within these guys. And Brock, I I don't have much of a memory from him. And Misty, I just remember her tagging along more than anything else. So that's like what I can recall from these guys personally. She kind of tagged along more than anything until like they got to uh, Viridian City, uh, the one where she's one of the gym leaders. Um, because then she really mm-hmm. freaking took off because, uh, she was the one that Ash faced for, uh, for the water badge. So it's like, then we actually dove more into Missy and like where she came from, what she actually is. Cause we didn't know she was a gym leader. We just thought she was just some random girl with a bike that Ash stole and that she was only tagging around. So Ash could replace the bike. But when we found out she's the water gym leader along with her sisters and actually has some strategy and skill in battle. Aside from using Psyduck, um, like she started, like we started learning more and more about the characters, like as the season went on like that. But I mean, it's it's still Pokemon. It doesn't really dive that deep into the human characters until like later seasons. It it really is uh, the selling point for it is the fact that there's Pokemon creatures walking around like you're you're there for Pokemon. You're not there for the trainers. No, 100%. I enjoyed the Pokemons as well. Like, uh, I'm more of a, like, the first 150 were my favorite, you know? I kind of dropped off after, the, like, that's, the other generations. Yeah, that's the but season. The, yeah. The, the the first 150 was the Indigo. That's uh, that's where these three are. They're, sta- they're a staple trio. Like, when you think trios, they might be, like, one of the first ones you think of. Um, but really, there isn't really a whole lot to, to dive into about these guys. Like, either you know them or you don't. Very much so. Uh, extremely popular characters that had uh, a big impact on many anime watchers' childhood, and uh, we love them for it. And how? All right, you want to go over to your uh, to your second one then? My second pick is from Naruto. I feel like Naruto is a very easy universe to use in this uh, type of episode because there's some there's literally formations of threes everywhere. So uh, I'm not picking the obvious one. I'm not picking uh, Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura. No, uh, I'm I'm ba- I'm picking one with uh, better teamwork. Um, one that uh, is, has proven to work extremely well together, and that is Eno Chikacho, Team Asma, Team Ten. Okay, honestly, thinking about it, yeah, that would have been the the better call. I actually almost picked a Naruto Team Two, but it wasn't them. But why? Okay, so why these guys specifically? I feel like these guys' teamwork uh, destroys uh, any others of the teams. I, obviously, like it's hard to compare to Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura, but uh, these guys stick together a lot more. You know, like you have the other squad. Neji dies. Uh, I don't really see Hinata, uh, uh, Hinata, Kiba, and Shino having that much chemistry uh, as uh, as they do. Uh, they literally have like jutsus based on like, okay, Ino is going to do this first, and then so, uh, and then uh, uh, Shikamaru is going to do that, and then uh, uh, Choji attacks like this. You know, like the first time we really see those three in action is in the Forest of Death when they fight the Dos- Dosu Kin and all of those sound ninjas, and you can really see that they like have a perfect chemistry together. Um, I really, really enjoy uh, seeing them uh, fight. Uh, and you also have the generation of it. You know, you have their parents having an Inochika-Cho combo as well. You know, like, these guys just had this these awesome combos and this awesome teamwork from the beginning. Uh, obviously, there's, like, a little bit of fractures in, in them. I'm sp- I'm talking specifically between uh, Choji and, uh, and uh, Ino. Uh, I remember an episode, uh, and this was pre-Time Skip Naruto, where Ino criticizes Choji for being too fat. And then Shikamaru criticizes her for picking on Choji, you know? Uh, and uh, it, it was a whole thing where you can see that Shikamaru is kind of like the leader of those two. Uh, 
a perfect example of of him being the leader is uh, when uh, Shikamaru is fighting uh, against uh, what was the what were those two Akatsuki's names again? I forget. Uh, 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 Kakazu and Hidan. Yeah, Kakazu and Hidan. Uh, Kakazu, I believe, or Hidan, uh, pissed off Choji calling him fat. And uh, so the uh, so Choji runs towards Hidan, and Hidan almost slices him, and then gets his, would have gotten his blood. And uh, Shikamaru had to use the shadow possession jutsu to stop him right in the nick of time. You know, you can see that. That's why like he's the one who went to go like choning, choning first. You know, it, it's a uh, it's a whole uh, it's a whole I'm gonna say dynamic those three. And the thing that cha- I feel is different for these guys compared to the any other squad is that they lost Asuma very early on. You know, we lose Asuma early Shippuden because of Hidan. And Shikamaru is never the same after that. And I don't see it as affect Choji or Ino as much because they, they definitely give Shikamaru that attention. Uh, but he he grows into a splendid ninja that literally advises Naruto 200 plus episodes into Boruto, you know? And uh, I love how they shape up. And we even have some sort of Ino Chikacho in Boruto, you know? This is like a trio that like has gone through generations. Uh, you can't deny how fantastic of a trio these three are. I mean, they they all have like separate uh, separate strengths. Like, uh, I mean, like Choji is like the raw power, like the muscle kind of uh, kind yeah. of tribe. Uh, Shikamaru's the strategy, like thinking uh, thinking ahead, making sure plans work for everybody. And then Eno's kind of the like her skill set. At least she's not really a character that does this, but her skill set is more meant for like espionage and like actual ninja spy stuff. But obviously she's just like, I will kick you in the face. So the three of them like mesh really well. And like you said, there's a uh, there's a generation like before them. And I believe a generation after. Right. Is this so Ina Shikacho and Boruto like with their kids? Yeah, there's a there's a Choji's daughter, uh, Sai and Ino's uh, son. And then you have uh, Shikamaru's son as well. Okay. so I mean, like it's it's a generation like basically if you're in the Yamanaka clan, the Nara clan, or the uh, Akamichi clan, you're going to be in the team together. <laughs> Just like, it's already decided. It doesn't matter how uh, how well you do in battle or anything else. It, you're you're going to be a team. <laughs> and I mean, it, it, works, it works though, because like, I don't think there's been anyone or any other team that like butt heads so much, um, except for maybe like Team 7, but obviously... And then, like, come together as, like, the strongest team. And I know Team 7 can't say that because Inoshika Cho has their shit together. A hundred percent. I do want to go back to a point you were saying about, like, I, I, I feel... Okay, and, and tell me if I'm if I'm accurate when I say this. I feel like you were downplaying, like, Ino a little bit. Like, she's probably, like, the weakest of the three. Would you agree? Like, is that, like, your impression in, of it? Or, in, like, is that what you're trying to express? For, in terms of, like, being a team uh, team player, Yes. Just because, like, she's kind of a mix of both uh, Chikamaru and Choji, where, like, she's a strong fighter, but she can also, like, uh, come up with plans. Like, later in Chapoon, yeah, she becomes a medic ninja, so it's just, like, we have the powerhouse, the strategist, and the healer. But, like, her her uh, skill set, like, uh, mind transfer jutsu and stuff like that, is meant for, like, spy missions, like espionage, like, to gather intel and stuff like that. I mean, her her dad um, in the Great Shinobi War is the one that's like communicating with everyone across the battlefield. So it's it's like meant right. for widespread communication and like stuff like that. And meanwhile, we just see her like uh, just jumping into the fray and everything else. It's just, don't get me wrong. I love, you know, she's one of my favorite characters, but she doesn't use her skill set to like what it's actually meant for. 
And that's actually another thing that bonds them like pretty closely. I feel like uh, now that I said, you know, dad, because like in in the war, when all of their parents die, like and they see the attack coming and like, you know, or actually doesn't Shikamaru's dad like say, hey, guys, listen up like through him. And then they just understand what's going on. I feel like <clears throat> sorry. I feel like that's what happens. I just they, they had a whole thing in Boruto about uh, Shikamaru's dad's death. But like just when. I just want to go back to Ino real quick um, because the point I was trying to make is that uh, in Boruto, she has some very cool roles that she... Uh, the, the Yamanaka clan in general has some very cool roles. Like, there's this whole thing now. There's this barrier around the Leaf Village that if anyone enters it that doesn't have a Leaf Village chakra, which recently happened in Boruto uh, around the 200s, uh, Ino or any Yamanaka uh, member will be able to like detect that right away because of their jutsu and their mind jutsu and warn boruto via mind transfer or like uh, via via telepathic message so i i just like the evolution of these guys into boruto as well because they're uh choji has some uh, has a great episode shikamaru has quite a like secondary presence but still is you know i feel like they they out of all the getting and pre-time skip, he's definitely very present in comparison. Like, you, it would be like Naruto, Sasuke, and then Shikamaru was the third, like, most present one of them from that generation. So, all that to say that these guys translate and bleed well into the series, and they have a long-lasting impact. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't really have anything to add aside from that. Just, like, they, they complement each other really well. Um, they, honestly, it took me a long time to... So, like, Eno, I immediately liked just because, like, kind of bratty, kind of snoot, or not snazzy, um, snarky, like, kind of attitude. Shikamaru took me a little bit, like, and I'm, ta- I'm talking, like, um, like, original Naruto here. Shikamaru yeah. took me a little bit just because, like, what a drag, what a drag, what a drag. I'm like, I get it. You don't want to do anything. I don't like you. <laughs> it, it took me a while to like him, but, like, once I, once I started, like, once he started taking shit seriously... Don't get me wrong, he still complains about some stuff, as as do we all. But once he starts taking shit seriously, I'm like, you are awesome. And Choji, I honestly didn't like until um until the Sasuke retrieval arc. And that, that was because of like uh, Butterfly Bomb. But then after that, I didn't pay attention to him in Shippuden at all until the uh until the heat on Kakazu fight. Ah, uh, he he has some good bits. Uh, you know, but I understand like the whole like uh Chunin exam where he loses to Dosu after one punch. It, it's so disappointing. Uh, I understand why you have that sentiment, and I would have to tend to agree with you. But uh, I think that wraps it up pretty well on these guys. You know, yeah, Choji's so. a bit moot so at so some too. points. Good point. Yes, agreed with you on that. Like touche, hot shot. Like I love him, but there's not really a whole lot to dive into in my eyes. Nah. All right, uh, moving What's on your, to my uh, next one. Yeah, what's your second pick? My next one is um, so you're going to hate me or you might hate me a little bit, but that's OK. It's fine. Uh, my next one is from Soul Eater. And uh-huh. it, it is Depth the Kid, uh, Liz Thompson and Patty Thompson. And I'm, I mean, I don't. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen these guys a little bit in action. I know who you're talking about. I'm Go ahead. I'm saying you might hate me a little bit just because it's uh, it's in Soul Leader, and that just means we might end up talking about a certain character. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. We're, right, come on now, come on now, come All on. Right, now. Fine, it's, we, it's we, dead. We've evolved. <laughs> no, it's we dead. haven't. <laughs> we have. I have. We haven't evolved. We just gotten older. I've regressed. I yeah, that means down. 
You hate him more now. Yeah, well, you know what? Go. Let's go down to see what your pick's about. All right, fine. All right, so I'm picking Def the Kid, Patty, and Liz. Um, they are one of the only uh, trio uh, Meister and Weapon uh, pairings because usually you only have one Meister and one Weapon. Uh, the twins, the Thompson twins, are actually uh, pair uh, pairs of pistols, and that's uh, Kid's weapon. I don't I don't understand why they were actually able to uh, to merge so well, just like just because of what they are, maybe because uh, they're twins. Like, it's been a long-ass time since I saw uh, Soul Leader, so I could be getting that all kinds of wrong. But it's just um, their personalities and everything complement each other so well. Like, Kid is the, I am the best at everything, now get out of my way. Liz is the, okay, let's think about this from a logical standpoint, you need to lighten up. And Patty is the kind of absent-minded, but, like, fun-loving kind of like hooey like that kind of character they like they they have such different personalities but they mesh so well in like this not like this perfect pot but like so well that it like gets together like even uh like in his debut episode even so kids using uh kids using the girls in their pistol forms to like get to i want to say a mummy and then he just fucking abandons them because of something about uh, cemetery, uh, cemetery. And Liz and Patty end up uh, shooting uh, shooting with each other. So, like, Liz will transform and Patty will be shooting with her or, like, vice versa. And they'll just be surviving the sarcophagus on their own. And it's just because, like, Kid just fucking left. <laughs> but they they have, like, their, uh, their soul's energy, like, that synced up to where, like, it doesn't matter if, like, Kid's using the pistols or, like, if Liz is using... Uh, Patty or Patty's using Liz like they mesh so well and once they actually start getting the friends like with uh with Maka and Soul and Blackstar and Tsubaki like they actually just start coming into their own like in in part of that group but the funny thing is like even though like and I'm saying soul synergy a lot because that's a big thing here um even though their soul synergy is so strong that like they can they can all use each other um it's not as strong as Blackstar and Tsubaki's like Blackstar and Tsubaki actually have the strongest soul energy between the uh between everyone in uh DW DMWA. Yeah, Death Weapon no DWMI, Death Weapon Meister Academy. God damn it. It's oh man, so- I forgot that was the name of the school. It's been so yeah. long since I've seen Soul Leader. <laughs> but like I but you're, when I thought you're Trios right. it's good. But like when I thought Trios, I I thought of I thought of Death and Patty and and Liz almost immediately just because like it is so rare that you actually get a trio of Meister and Weapon. It's always just one Meister and one Weapon. So it's like even even just there, they're kind of an oddity. And then Death's son, that's another oddity. His weapon, his weapons are twins. That's another oddity. Kids all about uh, symmetry, but the twins are fraternal twins. So they look almost nothing alike. So that's something else. And it's just it's it's kind of all over the place. Like it's it's small details like that. But when you think about it, you're like, wait, so this is totally mixed up, but it works so well. No, right. Like for me, I've seen little to nothing about these guys. But hearing you describe them, I think these this trio was definitely one of the things that made me like continue watching Soliator for the brief stint that I had with this uh, anime. I was like, I don't. Oh, and then I saw their episode and I was like. Huh, two weapons for one person. This is bizarre. And the dynamic between them is one of good teamwork and one of discipline and one of 
where you see that they care for each other. You know what I mean? And I know these are like typical things in a trio, but I, I just enjoyed the personality twist as added with these guys. They were like quirky and weird as well. So it was odd, but it worked for some reason to me. And honestly, it, it's making me want to like pick it back up and finish it. I honestly think, and I honestly thought this from the start, that if you did have a favorite team or a favorite setup, like in Soul Leader, it would honestly be Def the Kid, Liz, and Patty. Like, I, I know how you feel about Black Stars, so that's off the table. And But I don't Love really... Love Black Star. Ble- best character ever. But I don't really know how you feel about... um Don't really know how you feel, like, about Maka and Soul. Like, you honestly might I, like some I mean, of the... Cool. Si- hmm? Yeah. But you honestly, yeah. you honestly might like some of the side characters more than them like Sid the zombie or uh or Professor Stein or anyone like that like you might like some of the side characters or the villains more but if you had to like heroes I think you'd like uh kids team the most right right I I know these guys are these guys are cool in my book and I enjoy them but at the end of the day I think they're the only trio and that lends itself well to the anime because they they just bring a new a whole like dynamic to that uh, universe because I feel like they're, well, they're, they're the only trio I can think of. Yeah, they are the right? only trio in the anime. Everyone else is just a pairing. And then when they join up with the other pairs, then it's just one big group. Like I can't I can't think of anyone else who's actually a pair or who's actually a trio. No, exactly. A, a pair of trios. Pair a, of trios. A trigonometry pair of trios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You want to go I, ahead uh, final? Yeah, I'm switching it up. I'm. I was originally gonna go with uh, the Pilaf group with uh, from Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and, and oh, Super. Shit. I feel like that was a good like. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm uh, I'm no longer doing that. And uh, I this anime that I'm gonna the, the trio I'm selecting is from an anime that I know you've been told many times by everyone to watch. And uh, I so I will not spoil. I will describe the characters' personalities and why I enjoy the trio, and uh, that will be that. So I am picking from Demon Slayer, uh, Tanjiro, Zenitsu, and Inosuke. These three, the only thing they have in common is that they're Demon Slayers. That's all. That, that, that's it. That's it. These guys go on missions together, but they <laughs> have like some of the worst teamwork I've seen. <laughs> At the beginning, these guys like do not communicate well. You got like Tanjiro, who's like this like very caring, like level-headed guy who's like thinking the mission, the mission. You know, he's got a bit of that Rock Lee attitude in him that I really enjoy. And then you got Inosuke, who's like like Bakugo 2.0, like like meathead, uh, hothead, uh, just douchebag could have picked him for the anime douchebags if how we if we do a 2.0 of it i might actually pick this character and then the third one is called zenitsu and this guy's like the biggest wuss of all times like this guy it gets scared about any anything like he sees a demon demon and his reaction is not to grab his sword but to put his two hands on his cheek and to go ah help me like that's what it is these three are very bizarre but like when you see the Demon Slayer movie and the Demon Slayer uh, series as it goes later, uh, further on and further on, I mean, they are awesome. They are awesome, awesome, awesome. But it's so unlikely that, like, these are, like, this is, like, the most unlikely trio I've seen in a long time in anime. Uh, even more than Sphinx. Uh, these guys kind of, like, okay, so you you guys are all on the same t- side, so work together. <laughs> I love them. I really do. I really like this trio, and I'm, I'm glad I bring it up. And uh, we haven't had like a good like 
Demon Slayer talk on this podcast before, and I'm hoping this like kind of fills the gap for me. Uh, so yeah, this is my my pick, my final pick: Tanjiro, Zenitsu, and Inosuke. Uh, if you have questions, Hotshot, you know, and I will not spoil. Like, let's 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 nerd out a little bit here. I know Tanjiro's uh, the black and green checker with a sister, the main character. Yeah, uh, which one's the one with the pig head? Uh, Inosuke. Inosuke, and then Zenitsu. Okay. The blonde hair kid, the lightning one. Okay, long, okay, long, long Japanese names like that. I, I, I'm. They're gonna go out of my head. <laughs> I will say that right now. But at the uh, at the time of recording, uh, at the time of recording this uh, this episode, as you guys know, I work in a uh, in a movie theater, and the Demon Slayer movie is still active there. And recently, I had to uh, be in the position that cleans the theaters. So I had to go into this one when it was still going because there wasn't anyone in there. I just had to make sure it was cleaned and ready to go and everything else. So I saw the ending a couple times of of the movie. And it was just the three of them. Uh, I'm not going to say why they were, but the three of them crying. And then Sosuke, Zanisuke, uh, the pig. OK, Pighead was just saying, OK, you guys need to ball up. And then he just headbutts uh, the blonde one. God damn, these fucking names. Zenitsu. He he headbutts Zenitsu and then just grabs Tenjiro's uh, collar and just says, now we're going to train. <laughs> we're, we got to make this worth it. We're, we're getting back to work. And it's just like, he seems kind of like the one who, who tries to be like the tough guy, but on the inside, he's just like, just as hurt as everybody else. And he's just like, just as human as everyone else. Like that's that's honestly what I'm getting out of it. Is, is that accurate? No, I understand. I, I f- like you definitely saw a, a the basic personality of uh, Inosuke. I, I, uh, I really only saw. His. I feel like he's a little, there's a little bit of me in him. Like I can see myself in him a little bit in the sense of like let's go hot shot, let's go record. You know, like he's motivated for sure, and he's got like a great work ethic. Uh, but uh, I just like. The thing is, the fact that you saw like the the latest part of uh, where the story is at right now in terms of the anime, and you haven't seen the build up to it, is kind of a shame. Because had you seen everything leading up to that at that point, you understand the dynamic, like what's been going on for the last few weeks in that anime. You know what I mean? Um, it's accurate to answer your question, but uh, I love, I love, I love like. Inosuke is such a great character, man. Like, he is such a hot head, dude. And he gets into these wacky situations. He bites off more than he can chew the whole anime. Like, he if his like if he had the like the the hunger of an infant, he bu- he bit off a whole elephant. You know what I mean? Throughout his battles and the way he like carries himself. And uh oh man. Great trio. Great, great, great trio for weird reasons. Unfortunately, I don't really have a whole lot to add on them, though, just because like I still have yet to watch Demon Slayer. But I will say after seeing the ending and I in the ending, I did see a little bit of the fight uh, like that led up to the climax and everything else. So after seeing that, I really do want to check it out even more. There's just one. My stockpile is just overloaded. And two, um, it's just going to be a while for me to keep everything straight on it. But I am I am really curious about the series. Just unfortunately, at the time of recording, I don't really have anything that to add, just because I don't know anything actually about them. No, I understand. What's a like quick quick snapshot here? What's a what's the next thing on your stockpile right now? Uh, right now, I'm still finishing. Um, just because again, things have been hectic. Right now, I'm finishing uh, Kaguya-sama: Love Is War. I only have a few episodes left on it. 
Okay, and what's the next thing after that? I, uh, there's been one that Kyo's been wanting me to watch. Uh, and we actually did start. I'm just forgetting the name. It can't be that good. Okay, <laughs> forgetting the name. And I, I know, I know. Well, it's it's a Japanese name. There's no like English translation for it. So it's like it's just Japanese, mm. and it's in my head. I know like the character and the setup and everything, but I do not know the name. All I'm saying is that if we can do a a, a, a podcast about the about Demon, Demon Slayer, Slayer this year, I know. I'm gonna be I'm very aware. happy. I'm aware you want that. Demon Slayer, you're for me. Demon Slayer is like no game, no life for you at this point. That's how I see it. Okay, that might be fair. <laughs> All, right, All right, let's uh go to your final pick, Hotshot. Go ahead. I, I know this is a trio that you've never heard of, and I know it's a show you've probably never heard of unless you've heard about it from me and Kyo. Um, Try me. So the show... Okay, so I'll take this one step at a time, actually. So the show is called Prison School. Have you heard of this? I think you've mentioned it before, yes. Okay. So in Prison School, um, it is a... The main school is a basically university where... It is an all-girls school, like, completely, and it is top of the line, everything else. But three, uh, I think it was three. It might have been, like, four or five. No, I think it was four. Like, four guys actually scored high enough in their school to actually classify to be in this school. Because it, it was, like, it's, like, top tier. Like, there's no school better than this school, and they actually qualified on grades alone. And they're all they're surrounded by the girls, um, but they always like say super, super, con- uh, conservative and everything else. Like they keep, basically they keep their desires to themselves. Like they don't try anything. And the one time that like they consider trying, they get busted. And that's where the prison school thing comes in. Now in this school, they have the, uh, what is it? They have the above ground student council, which is, are the ones that like run the school and everything else. Like basically stuff a regular student council would do. And then they have the underground student council. And th- that's the trio that I'm going to be talking about. This is like the warden of the prison school that the guys are thrown into. Cause once they're caught, it is literally a prison. They are thrown in a cell. They like can only have like outside town, like a day or an hour a day, stuff like that. Do hard manual labor. Like they are literally in jail in this school. And, um, Oh, wow. So the trio that I'm... Yeah, but you are you are never going to watch this. I know this going in. You are never going to watch Prison School. Then why do you pick it, Hotshot? Why do you... Okay, go ahead. Um, And the trio that I'm picking, the Underground Student Council, the members are uh, Mari Kurihara, uh, Mako Shiraki, and Hana... I'm not even going to attempt that. But it's, it's these three. So Mari's the president... Uh, Mako is the vice president and Hana is the uh, secretary. So like they have the titles of regular, uh, a regular student council, but they are fucking brutal. Like, uh, so the warden of, of the prison is Mako and she's the one who literally basically just steps on the guys and like kicks them over stuff like that. And, and I'm being very generous and PC here (laughs) because she does way worse than that. But she is the one who treats the guys like dirt the most because that's what they are because like they got caught peeking on girls and she's putting them in their place and everything. But it it goes so over the line, like so over the top with it. It's just she and the president like legitimately just hate guys and they're taking him out on that. 
the president is really just there to keep an eye on everything. Like she's the like finding basically like even the slightest, um, not misdemeanor, uh, like even the slightest misbe- misbehavior um, from the guys, she'll find a reason to like keep them in there longer and like sustain their punishment and everything else. And then the secretary, Hana, she's one of the characters that like seems sweet and innocent on the outside, like once she starts talking to the guys. And then she will beat you to a bloody pulp. Like this is a brutal ass show, and these are brutal Damn. ass girls. And me and Kyo, like, this was one of the shows that like we had to pause every so often, just go like, ooh, ah, ee. But we still watched it, we still finished it, and we bought it. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I really want to watch this. No, you don't. I, I actually want to try the first episode. You this is like don't. No, I'm I'm but I'm going to. I'm going to. All right. It is a hot shot show though. From a scale of one to K Joe. How much of a hot shot show here? It's are we talking about? pretty fucking high up there. <laughs> Like it's, really? it's the brutal. Like, it's from the one brutal... to Kjo. Give me a number here. Uh, nine. <laughs> Kjo isn't a fucking really? number. <laughs> Kjo's not a number. I really want to make that the title of the episode. Kjo's not a number. Usually, I'm on more like the happy, like happy go lucky, and like a dirty here, dirty there, like that kind of show. No, this is just fucking brutal, and even the sexuality is brutal. <laughs> Okay, maybe I won't watch it. Maybe I'll just edit that whole part out. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> but the, okay, but the three of them, but the three of them make like that solid of a team to where their their entire goal is to keep the boys in there until the end of the year. Because while they're doing their jail duties, they can't do their school duties, so they basically don't have a chance to graduate. Right, and they okay, I see, I see. and they do not want to taint the name of their school, like their all girls school with th- uh, five boys graduating. I I looked it up; I was wrong. It's five, not four. Oh, dare you get it wrong? The amount of things you must have gone wrong on these episodes, though, like no stress, bro. Yeah, I I honestly have nothing else to add to that because obviously it, this is a uh, very much your territory. Um, so let's uh, wrap things up. I think we're good. Yeah, should be good. All right. So my picks were Ino Chica Cho from Naruto, Spinks from Zanki no Terror, and uh, the Demon Slayers from Demon Slayer. What were your picks, Hotshot? My picks were Ash Ketchum, Missy, and Brock from Pokemon, uh, Def the Kid, Patty Thompson, Liz Thompson from Soul Eater, and the Underground Student Council from Prison School. Okay, perfect. Let's... Uh... Wrap things up here. So the artwork for Anime Podcasters is done by GoProKeo. He's available for commissions. Does amazing art. Go follow him on Twitter. Go slide in his DMs. And anything you need, animation, a sketch, an artwork, an album, whatever you need, you go to him and he will make it. And he has super affordable rates and he does gorgeous work. He he is amazing. Go check him out. He has done the artwork for the uh, Rise from the Fire extended play that Lunatic Rappers will be releasing. This is me sliding into pl- promoting. Um, so yes, Lunatic Rappers, after two years, we're finally coming out with original music. Uh, four originals, two remixes. This will be our last EP for a while because uh, we're going to be doing singles after this. We're going to be just, just concentrating on doing more than just like one track at a time instead of taking like a year or two to just make a few songs. So uh, the link to everything about that will be uh, on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash, well, slash lunatic rappers. And you can follow the podcast at anime podcasters on Facebook. And you can also subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher, uh, rate this podcast.com slash anime podcasters speakpike.com slash anime podcasters and and 
We have a new link. I have a new thing for the podcast. Uh, I will be releasing it for this episode specifically. We now have a savory that you can take uh, in the description of each episode from now on. Uh, this will be a survey for you guys to let us know what your thoughts were, what topics you wanted us to do next. Uh, it's going to be a Google form that I'm going uh, for- to do uh, very soon. So if you have any thoughts, anything you want us to work on, any uh, criticisms, if you want to send us uh, anything, go ahead. You can use that. So uh, we, have a her- we have a survey now, Hotshot. Yay! Yay! We have, uh, um, what is it? Audience participation. That's what I'm looking for. Yes. Yes, we have a short attention span and audience participation. <laughs> well, yeah, have you met me? My attention span is non-existent. Like it's it's span? it's already gone. I'm already thinking about other things. <laughs> Hotshot, when is your next Twitch stream? Next Twitch stream hopefully is coming up soon. <laughs> and okay, so let let me get into that. Considering right this is late June for people. Considering this is late June for people, I've probably already streamed. Um, it'll probably be sometime later in the week if it wasn't just like a day or two ago. I can't give you an exact day. I stream when I stream. I'm still trying to work out. Okay. I'm still trying to work out like scheduling stuff and stuff like that with work being crazy and everything. But if they go on your Twitch channel, it's like once a week. I, I feel like, didn't you have a, cal- a calendar thing that said like, oh, my next stream is like around this day? I, I did, but it, it set me up on like, uh, like it was only that game and everything. So I'm still trying to figure out like how to actually operate it. But mm, okay. I, I try, I try when I can to stream every Sunday and Monday because those are my days off. So look for Sundays and Mondays <laughs> unless I'm, unless I'm working. But unfortunately, it's unpredictable sometimes. So. Um, to keep an eye on that, guys, you can go ahead over to my Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash hotshotginger, and catch me on stream. You can gu- you guys can also see my VODs and everything there. Um, and you can catch me right over here on Giant Music's channel on uh, Anime Podcasters. And our uh, short series, uh, Get Back Your Hotshot, which I believe has concluded at this point, yeah? Oh, yeah, it's been a few all months now, yeah. Out- yeah. And, uh... I just want to put it out there. Hotshot and I have been talking about, like, maybe continuing it. Because it didn't get, like, a huge response in terms of views. But I have gotten 20s, tens of 20s of messages from uh, people, uh, from, like, people on Facebook uh, that love it. That think it's hilarious. That uh, loved, loved, uh, they're like, poor Hotshot, is this, like, real life? I was like, no, guys, we didn't actually blow up the planet. (laughs) Didn't actually blow up the planet. I haven't yet gotten my restriction, uh, my, what is it? Restriction notice from restraining order, restraining order from giant music. Um, it's in the process. I'm in the book. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. Um, I haven't been evicted. Uh, I didn't get fired, uh, (laughs) yet. I think you're in good shape. Let's see what happens. And you guys can see what happens. So, uh, and last place you guys can, or last two places you guys can find me. You guys can find me over on Twitter at a hotshot ginger and you guys can find me over on my channel hotshot ginger where i plan to be resurrecting uh ponsu cast but just like with everything else it's just a matter of trying to work everything into timing you got one episode in the can for that i got one episode in the can i got one i'm I'm prepping one episode for it i cannot wait all right so for myself and hotshot this has been another episode of Our show. Bye. Anyway, podcasters. Bye, guys. (laughs)